Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. You're listening to KEXP at 90.3 FM in Seattle, streaming worldwide at kexp.org. I'm Cheryl Waters, so excited to have Better Oblivion Community Center performing live on KEXP.
Ah, that sounds so good. It's Better Oblivion Community Center live on KEXP. Otherwise, I have to listen to me think. Otherwise, a place around. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. It's Better Oblivion Community Center here in the KEXP studios. It's so great to have old friends here and playing together. Us. Thanks so much for having us. You sound amazing, and you have an incredible band with you. Um, also, some old friends here. You want to introduce people here today? Yeah, we have Christian Lee Hudson on the guitar. Hey, the boy. Court. Uh, Emily Retzis on the bass. Yeah. Griffin Goldsmith on the drums. There we go. For a band that's record is so new, you all sound so beautiful and fully realized together. And Phoebe and Connor, I know that you've known each other for a while now. You've toured together. Um, Connor, you played on Phoebe's beautiful debut album and now, of course, written together. And it sounds kind of like that came very naturally in the progression of your friendship. And I can only imagine that touring is a very bonding experience. But how did this friendship get started? Well, I saw Phoebe play at this place, the Bootleg Theater in uh, LA. We have this mutual friend, Kyle Wilkerson, who does uh, Sid the Cats, like a does shows, he's a promoter in LA. And there was this kind of like random show that got canceled. That would have been the summer of... 2016. 2016. And um, he called up and was like, hey, can you throw something together? So it was like me and Jim James and Gillian Welch. A bunch of us just like went to play. And he's like, oh, my favorite songwriter in LA is this person, Phoebe Bridgers. Can she play too? We're like, sure, sounds great. And then, yeah, I heard her sing and was like, whoa. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm in an escape room with Jackson Brown. Uh, that was the, the like my life at that time I, for a friend's birthday party um, and it was like us and like five other people and I had seen before I went in a text from Kyle who booked me like every month for like years um, since I was like a teenager got a text from Kyle like what are you doing Friday and I was like oh probably a bootleg show and then I got out and I'm so, I glad, I'm so glad you got out of that escape room. I'm so glad yeah, I like the have, world could We actually so different. didn't. Did you have to puzzle your way out with Jackson Brown? We did not. We would have died. <laughs> and was he, the, was he the most helpful one in the escape room? He asked for help with the phone. Like, there's a phone that you had to, like, work out some puzzle on. And he was like, I don't have one of these. Can you help me? It was like an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goes to the millennial. Doesn't have a phone. Yeah, but he... So, yeah, I get out. I look at my phone. And Kyle was like, do you want to do a secret show opening for Connor Overs? And I felt bad because I, like, immediately responded after. You didn't play he, cool. Yeah, I didn't play cool. I was like, well, you did absolutely. at least wait until you got out of the puzzle room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that show like for you, Phoebe? Oh, it was unreal. It was, um, I was super nervous. I played solo. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And then I played a kind of like a deeper cut Elliot Smith song, second to last in my set. And Connor... And I, so I played my song Motion Sickness and that song were the last two songs. And Connor was like, those last two songs were just amazing. I was like, well, there's the Elliott Smith song. He's like, no. It's like, that wasn't Elliott Smith. I was like, yes, I know all those songs. Yeah. But it was. <laughs> um, you must have been glad that you went out to uh, watch the opener that night. Yeah. It was a fun night because it was kind of, yeah, it was like, I don't know, there's a lot of people played like short sets. So it was, and it was called the Swampy Soiree. So we had a lot of, uh, kind of Creole themed. Had a lot of the first email I ever got food. from Connor was the sound guy at the venue being like, hey, you want to do a line check? Uh, we were all playing under fake names too. So I was uh, Crawdaddy Craw Craw Daddy Lafayette. Yeah. And like Jonathan Wilson was like, 
I can't remember who he was. Uh, uh, and Jim James was like Captain Captain Goodies or something like that. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> but it's pretty stupid. I did trip. not have no. a fake name. Hey. I just went by myself. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the sound guy is like, "Do you want to do a line check?" And I get this absurd email, reply all, which was not at all necessarily necessary. <laughs> reply all from Connor Roberts that's like. Crowd ID doesn't check nothing except for the pot when it boils or something. I was like, who is this guy? You're like, I want to write songs with that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Connor, you've clearly collaborated with a ton of people, certainly seen a lot of talented singer-songwriters. What is it about Phoebe that just captured your imagination? Well, I think she has, like, I don't want to, like, get her head any bigger, you know, but um, I think she has one of those voices that is... uh, I don't know, it just kind of stops you in your tracks. It's like, to me, it was like simultaneously like, because she has like a weird texture to her voice that's like it's kind of unmistakably her and like unique, which is great as a singer to have a, just to immediately have like a defined thing, which I think she does. But yeah, I guess it was that it was like very unique, but simultaneously like familiar. You know what I mean? Like in the sense of like, I was like, oh, it's like like some old friend that you didn't know you hadn't met yet or something like that. Yeah. And I just mean just the sound of her voice like before ever actually becoming friends with her. So that was pretty special. And then I heard she ended up mixing her record in Nebraska with Mike Mogus from Bright Eyes. So I got to hear the album as it was coming together and then sang on the song. So then, yeah, then once I you know, really realized how, you know, amazing of a songwriter she is, then I was like, whoa, this is, this is pretty cool. And so we, we kind of did the first, we wrote the first couple songs. Actually, the first, did we just play that song? God, I planned this out so great. Did we just, which song did we just play? Didn't know what I yeah, was Yeah, which was for. the first song we ever wrote. <laughs> planned it out for this interview. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we wrote it without much intention, just like maybe for my record, maybe for her record, just see what happens. And we both, you know, went really well, both really liked it, ended up writing another song. And then I think pretty quickly realized that it kind of had its own identity and decided to make a, make a project out of it, which here we stand. It sounds like um, the writing was done together, and a lot of times when songwriters come together to write, they'll bring something pretty fully realized to the table, and, you know, and then the band kind of fleshes it out. But it sounds like you really wrote all these songs together. Was that different for you? Yeah, very different. Um, yeah, it's what made it special. I think it's also what kind of makes them all sound cohesive, um, just that... I don't think either of us would have written anything like this by ourselves. Does that make sense? Do you feel like that? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like if you showed me one of the songs that we ended up recording for our record, like you'd written it for yourself, I'd be like, wow, it's different. I feel like it sounds different than both of us. Yeah, definitely. And just to kind of have to like articulate my ideas at like through every step of the writing process was like really interesting and I feel like made for different songs because sometimes like if I'm writing by myself, I'll be just like in my head and I'll have like some kind of line of like 
why this verse makes sense with this verse, but I think that's why my, so many of my songs are like scrambled ideas because in my mind it makes perfect sense, but to someone else it's like, what are you talking about? So I think like having to like explain like what I was thinking of to Phoebe and then getting, you know, obviously like her input, it just, yeah, it just made for song, like different kinds of songs. So. Well, it's interesting you would say that because what I wanted to ask you about next was what beautifully descriptive and narrative songwriters you both are. But it seems like when I listen to your songs, you're approaching it in a very different way. And I'm wondering how coming together to tell those stories worked for you and kind of what you learned from each other in telling those stories together. I feel like like none of it is... Was, it was very weirdly not premeditated. Like, I feel like the themes kind of emerged and it's just whatever happened naturally, so. And kind of like, some of them just start with just like conversations, like be talking about something. Yeah. And not like, I mean, not like, we should write a song about that, but you know what I mean? Like things, be, things are like topics and then, you know, it, they kind of turn into lyrics or like, you know, I feel like I had a good example of like. Did your styles mesh in the studio? Because Phoebe, you've said that you're a perfectionist. <laughs> you've mentioned that many times. In I mean, we almost like the band almost broke up the first day we because were of that guy because of Griff. <laughs> no, we're kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, we had we decided to start with one song because we were like, yeah, we know exactly what we wanted to sound like, and then turns out we did, but each idea was completely separate. From it was just kind of the rhythm, like what the drums and bass should do. And we thought we were on the same page, and it was the very first song we started recording. And we were com- like, yeah, completely Phoebe and, I, Phoebe and I not on the same page at all. And then poor like Griff and Wiley were like caught in the middle, like as we sort of argued about it. But they, they hung in there. But I think it's the we only to, time we argued on the, in the recording process, really. Like everything yeah. else was so easy after that. We, we made a joke that we wanted to pan each, like us producing the record. Like we both produce it and then we just put it on the same thing. Which is still a great idea. So you it. could just turn it to the left to hear like my ideas and turn it to the right to hear Phoebe's. <laughs> well, there's a lot of good ideas on this new record. It's Better Oblivion Community Center. We're so excited to have you here live at KEXP. What are you going to play next? We're actually going to, I have to change guitars to do this one. Do you want to tell them about this one? It's called Little Trouble, and it's a new song. We just made a little seven-inch. We just made a little seven-inch for no reason. I feel like the spirit of this band is just like, do everything for no reason. (laughs) Hey, it seems to be working. (laughs) Okay. Tear readings on hot tunes 
it's conceit Is it that you did it or you did it with me? I can't imagine what the problem could be You found one song that you like and you just play it on repeat Not every certain death could be so brave Not every psychopath can act so well behaved What if it just doesn't go Community Center on KEXP. I love that you sing in unison on this album and not like doing duets. I'm just a sucker for that sound and you're doing it so well here. Well, that's mostly because I am a terrible harmony singer, <laughs> which these guys can attest to. But no, I like that sound too. I think it's cool when, um, yeah, two, two voices, like there's a lot of bands I like that where it's like, the sound of the band, when you think of the band, is actually two voices. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you're just, in your mind, it's like, oh, that's the voice of that band. But it just takes two people to make the sound, which I like. I do. I love it a lot, too. And I know that when I see a band do it, it just kind of like also just gets me excited. I don't know. There's just so much energy behind two people saying the same thing at the t same time. We talk you into one more? Yeah. Don't 
Don't you 
Nicely done. That was awesome. Better Oblivion Community Center live on KEXP. Thank you all so much. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Always great to have you. You sound amazing. Have so much fun on this tour. Yeah. I hope we see you soon. You've got it tuned to KEXP Seattle.